0: <laughs> that's, right, that's right. Here's Richard. Good morning, Manchester, and to those of you in surrounding towns, welcome to our three of Gerard at Large. I am your wow. It's bright outside. Host, love these skylights in our super secret broadcast location above Jack's Flower Shop. Rich Gerard, thanks for tuning in. You can find us online at gerardatlarge.com dot and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Also at Gerard at Large, where we encourage you to like us. And to follow us because we just want to be loved. And yes, we're going to continue with our Facebook and Twitter presences, our website. So Gerard at Large may be going off the broadcast airwaves, but it will remain a force to be reckoned with in cyberspace. And um, (laughs) uh, yeah, now some of you are starting to make me feel guilty. Uh, (laughs) I get this from John in Manchester. It's been a hard week to listen to the show knowing that it's coming to an end on Friday. It uh it's been great to be a listener. I was hoping one day to get to come in and watch a show live. You'll be missed for sure. It's sad you're you are ending the show on my birthday. Oh. So, uh I did I did send John a note saying, "Well, we have Thursday and Friday. You're still welcome to come in and observe." <laughs> <laughs> uh so uh, just a programming note for tomorrow john DePetro, uh the anchor of our once upon a time web savvy segment will come back it was there were a bunch of people who were like hey can I, can I come on the show before it goes off the air john was one of them and we're happy to have him back so we'll chat tomorrow in his old web savvy segment at 6 40 uh jamie burke will be in from the Cal ripken baseball league there's been a Some pretty big developments there that they're excited about. Jimmy Lozon will join us for the final time at Sports in our Own Backyard. And Superintendent Dr. Bolhen Vargas will be with us for Is Our Children Learning? Big night for Dr. Vargas the other night um, with some of the things that the Board of School Committee did. We'll talk about that and more. Um, Most notably, the progress that's being made in correcting some of the underlying structural issues with the city's special ed program. And uh, the miraculous work that the new team of people there has done in just eight weeks to correct nine of the 12 outstanding concerns and uh, put the footings in place to correct the others. While, by the way, substantially uh, overhauling how the district is dealing with Medicaid reimbursements, which uh, we're hopeful will lead to significantly more revenues um, within the next uh, it's not going to be immediate Uh, because a lot of work needs to be done to correct things that were not being done um, properly to receive those reimbursements. So a lot to talk about with Dr. Vargas, who did say he wanted to extend his contract. And the extension of that contract is now being uh, uh, considered. The school board has received the evaluation forms. I will likely do mine today and um, send it in. Uh, because we will be determining whether or not we extend Dr. Vargas's contract at our meeting on November 27th, which I'm reasonably confident will happen. And uh, that should give those who are trying to hang back and wait to see whether or not the man is going to be run out of town or just decide that this place is too crazy to stay in um, (laughs) some, some confidence that he is going to be around for at least another year and a half after the extension of his contract and will hopefully further facilitate the work he's doing to engage the community and bring change to the Manchester school district. So far I I do, I marvel at what he's been able to accomplish and trust me when I tell you it has has not accomplished it with a board that has always um, uh, supported what he wants to do. And with some fierce infighting behind the scenes uh, between board members and the administration and and various uh, uh, people of the staff who have not appreciated the changes that dr. Vargas considers necessary for this district to uh, uh, to thrive. and you know we heard the other night from uh, principal Adamakis in a memorial when they were talking about the master scheduling and the number of courses that the district has which number over 270 270 courses reflecting 165 different topics across the city's three you know three uh, traditional high schools. You know, he said, the way we schedule now, the way we're doing things now is how we, how we set it up back in the 1980s. So, yes, change on multiple fronts are in the works. And I'm hopeful that um, people will start to focus on those issues and stop focusing on personalities and politics, which so far have characterized. They've been the wellspring of the uh, uh, what's been called the dysfunction of the school board. I, I, I'm i I'm, I'm hoping that's coming to an end. Um, we shall see. So uh, I want to come back to Senate Bill 193 because one of the things that people are saying is that uh, opponents are saying is that, oh, 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 this is terrible. We're now going to have taxpayers paying for kids to go to pricey places like the Derryfield School or St. Paul's or Phillips Exeter or all these... Other high-priced private schools. Look, folks, places like Dairyfield that charge $37,000 are likely to remain out of reach for parents who get three grand or whatever it is from the government. The the other thing here that people are overlooking is, quite simply, that those monies that, quote-unquote, follow the child— very well could end up in a public school system. You know, if there if there are kids in the town of Bedford that want to take advantage of the American Sign Language Program that Manchester runs out of Memorial High School, this three grand is money that the parents could put towards paying for their kids to come to the city of Manchester. The town would pick up the difference and voila you get a town that's still getting some state aid for a student that isn't going there and is paying the difference in tuition to a neighboring community's schools because one of their students wants to go to a magnet program that only exists in the Queen City. And Manchester gets the revenue from the incoming tuition. See, here's the thing, and this is what I don't get, right? Because we hear all the time from uh, the ed- from the educrats in the unions that uh, public education is wonderful. It's necessary. We do this. We do that. We, if there are all that in a bag of chips, why, why, why are they afraid of competition? Case in point, uh, my, my daughter was at the Founders Academy Public Charter School, right? And as long as the Founders Academy Public Charter School was accommodating us, keeping us happy, and otherwise adhering to the program that it uh, 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 attracted us with, We were good when they decided not to do that anymore. And they decided more or less to become more of the same. We decided it was really no longer worth our time and effort. And oh, by the way, while that was an underlying issue, what also was an underlying issue was the steam ahead program at West where my my younger daughter, Madeline, saw her older sister, Colette, and her older brother, Dominic, who really have helped West High School pioneer the early college program. Because it was my kids, my son in particular, who for two months worked with administrators at West to figure out how to get kids from the STEAM program into Manchester Community College. And then she saw her sister and brother literally, instead of going to West High School for all their classes, literally going off to Manchester Community College for four of the five classes that they were taking this semester. She said, Dad, I want to do that. So even if the, uh, the Founders Academy Public Charter School hadn't started, in our opinion, abandoning its mission and uh, negating the reasons why we went there in the first place, I still had my daughter saying, Dad, I want to do that college thing. So guess what? West High School in the city of Manchester won my daughter back because it was offering something she couldn't get where she was. And we have our next guest, Mayor Gassas, to thank for that because the funds being used to pay that tuition were monies that he raised when the program was launched. So guess what? Manchester provided a competitive option that my daughter wanted to take advantage of, and we, her parents, after discussing it with her, agreed. So if these funds are going to make it possible for public school systems to innovate and attract those dollars. I mean, Manchester, look, folks, whatever you think of Manchester, you have to give it credit for one thing. It has got educational opportunities that do not exist anywhere else in the region. And there are any number of programs, and I'm not going to start to list them because I'll leave someone out and they'll get hacked off. But there are any number of programs like the STEAM AHEAD program that are providing unique opportunities that kids will want to take advantage of and parents will agree. Can you imagine what West High is going to look like once this uh, planning effort to completely overhaul education and how it works is done? Now, it's not going to be for everybody, is it? No, it's not. But for the ones that will want that kind of education, it'll be a stellar opportunity. Why should any parent Why should any child be limited by where they live or be limited by what they can afford when it comes to taking advantage of an educational opportunity? So the people who claim that this will be the death bell of public education say two things to you. Number one, they say we as a a, public schools can't compete because they're not as good and therefore people will flee them in droves and two The only way to make public schools better is to trap people who don't want to be there because there are better options available to them in a system that only makes it possible for the wealthy or a very few of them who these wealthy schools or whatnot can grant scholarships to, to get out of. If that's what you want for public schools, then great. Stand with the educrats. Stand with the unions. Stand with the status quo. But if what you want is a government that will facilitate the best educational options for any student with a modest allocation that the state is spending anyway, then you stand with Senate Bill 193. And I'll say one other thing. It won't take long for most school districts to figure out that if they want to keep the milk and honey flowing, they're going to have to do something despite the fact that 98% of kids will stay where they are because that's just the nature of the beast. But if they really want to do something to attract those dollars, then they'll have to provide options that parents and students will look at and go, that's for us. And when they do that, is it arguable? Is it arguable at all that the quality of education will improve as the options available to students and parents increase? That's what's at stake here in Senate Bill 193. This is Gerard at Large.